the latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider, brought to you by the Hyundai A-League. Be part of the action this season. Hello and welcome to this week's 442 Insider Podcast. I'm publisher Andy Jackson and joining me as always is editor Aidan Orman. Good morning. And online editor Kevin Ayres. I've got a coffee. <laughs> no guests this week. Getting close to Christmas. Everyone's out partying, working, that sort of thing. So it's just the three of us. But uh, yeah, no problem with that. And we'll Simon as well. And Simon. Producer yeah. Simon who's waving at us. Um, Alright, let's kick off. Round 10. Last weekend. Um, so quickly. It has. It is going quickly. I actually um, had to double check that when I was doing Yeah, I was five, like 10, 10, 10 already. Jeez. And Adelaide United further strengthened their uh, their credentials with uh, with a crushing victory over victory. Victory, yeah. Yeah, I don't think any any one of us really picked this one, did we? I think we all... I think I probably did. I think I probably did. I think Mark Robertson... We've not not been picking out of line all year. (laughs) I think Mark Robertson texted me after the game to to sort of uh, say that, you know, he's been on the the Adelaide bandwagon for a while, but this is a terrific victory. It Um, was. Very important one. And um, they've just announced that Geronimo uh, has signed an extension to his contract. Well, actually, I've just double-checked with Adelaide. It's a conversion of his contract. He was on loan. And he is on loan until the end of this season. Uh, and they've now actually signed him properly uh, for another two seasons. So there was a rumour going around before that he was on loan, and the club just confirmed it to me that he was. And he is still, and uh, but he's going to be their player. It's, it's hard to believe that he actually played for Barnsley at one point. I know. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. just, it just doesn't... <laughs> I mean, no disrespect to Barnsley, but it just doesn't sound like the sort of player that would play for Barnsley. Oh, can he do it on a wet, windy night <laughs> in Barnsley? Yes, he can. He can do it all. Yeah. Tell you what, from Barnsley to Adelaide, that's that's a stretch. Yeah. But, um, but, I mean, you know, obviously we've been singing victory's praises, rightly. Um, they're one of the form teams going into this. Yeah. Um, what does this tell us about the respective sort of where both side, these sides are at, Kev? Well, I think victory were harder hit by the, the Socceroo call-ups uh, than Adelaide. Mm-hmm. So I think that played uh, not a huge part, but a significant part uh, in the, the result. Um, victory are still a work in progress. I think that's the bottom line with them. You know, we've been seeing some great results and some great football from the recent weeks. And it's, but you've also got to place that into context of the beginning of the season where they weren't doing anything like uh, as well. And I think it's all just slotting into place and there will be hiccups along the road like this. But I still think Victory are going to be uh, prime contenders by the end of the season, uh, regardless of this result. But a huge result for Adelaide, that's great. Mm. And I think Ange came out at the end of the game and said he got it wrong. I mean, that's another thing you've got to love about Ange. He's very honest. Yeah, well, he, um, he's in the position where he is widely regarded as the best, either the best or one of the two best coaches in uh, Australia. So if you stuff up, when you're in that position, it's very easy to yeah. say, yeah, I stuffed up. And it, you're not putting your job in the line. But that's also, I mean, that, that's a stock answer from the managers that are trying to protect their players. The stock, yeah, I mean, the stock answer in a press yeah, conference is, I got it wrong. But mm. yeah, what he could have come Costa out with and said, not the what he could have come out with and said was that Sam Gallagher at left back had an absolute nightmare, and then I changed it. Yeah, he did. I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But a way of a way of protecting his players is to say it was my decision. I got my team selection wrong. Yeah, and then I changed it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But you can only do that if you're confident of your position yeah. and mm. uh, yeah. strength of the position, and also, you know. Uh, he has blamed players in the past. Uh, at the beginning of the season, he was very quick to blame the players and saying they're not rising to the occasion. Uh, and Sam Gallagher is a young young kid yep. coming through. He's not uh, he's not going to be a first team starter this season on a regular basis. You would think uh, is that, is that bef- because of his youth, not because of his ability. But but wouldn't I mean wouldn't didn't Postecoglou give him a vote of confidence by not taking him off? He changed his position. Mm. It was Franjic that made way. Yeah. So is that a sign that he he actually sees Gallagher as, as, as maybe the better player because he asked him to play out of position and it wasn't working, so he moved him into his preferred position and sacrificed Franjic. Yeah, very possibly, very possibly. Um, I think also though you've got to look at Ferreira as well. I mean, you look at Gallagher, but I thought Ferreira, who has just been in another outstanding pickup for Adelaide. You talked about Geronimo before, yeah. um, playing for Dulwich Hill and I think the Super League. 
Um, and what a player he's turned out to be. And he gave Gallagher an absolute bath. No, I mean, he's got a uh, great pedigree yeah. uh, for, you know, uh, he's come from uh, big teams, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's inevitable that... From he, Moe to Cozzy. Yeah, uh, you would think... I'm surprised he never got a chance closer to home in Sydney. Uh, but there we go. Yeah, it's funny because I was actually reading a local newspaper about him about, I don't know, eight months ago and just reading this Dulwich Hill player playing for Chelsea. Just, it just seems so <laughs> unreal. <laughs> um, and there he was. He was picked uh, picked up by Adelaide rather than Sydney or Western Sydney. Yeah, which you see Drogba playing for Blacktown Spartans. <laughs> yeah. Come <laughs> Two goals for uh, Evan Kostopoulos, who continues mm. to hold down a, a regular spot. Um, and also, probably the goal of the game was Karuska's great finish, great build-up, good touch from Gita in the middle. Um, and Adelaide really sort of... They, there was obviously that drinks break, and then and then they went back, and Adelaide just hit them twice straight after the drinks break, yep. in quick succession there. Yeah. Sort of killed it off. So I guess, although if, if you're Ange, you probably look at it and you go, that, you fall one down at half-time, the message is, let's win the second half. And they did that. Mm. You know, one in the second half. Obviously, Adelaide with a big cushion could afford to yeah, uh, the off yeah the, keep the, them at arm's yeah. length. But um, but yeah, that's probably the one positive you look to from that. Um, and again, you know, let's talk about Adelaide. Continue to con- confound the, the critics. The critics, <laughs> i.e., us. <laughs> let's just face it; it's us <laughs> and other people. I, it was interesting also that that Kostopoulos has come in, you know, in, in, virtually in place of Ramsey at the moment. And that's good man management. I think it's. I think he's saying to. So you talk about man management last week. I think that's mm-hmm. good that you're saying, well, you're a good player, but you know you're not. Mm. You know we've got a squad here, and uh, Kostopoulos has come in and he's worked really hard to get in his uh, into that spot. You know the hysterical thing is that Adelaide have recruited so well, uh, and you know brought in these players that we've never heard of previous to uh, them arriving in the A League. At the same time as they almost recruited Dexter Rosales. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes absolutely. Absolutely. But they could still win the league with Dexter, I reckon. Actually, that would have been that, funny, wouldn't it? Well, would this would be good for the half-time entertainment. <laughs> just leave him on the pitch and spin a few cheeks. <laughs> Better DJ than football as well. Absolutely. I think the other interesting thing with uh, Hieronimo uh, and uh, them signing up is they're obviously keen not to make the mistake they did with Flores. Uh, they realise they've got a big star here and they're tying him down to a contract. And it's a bloody good A-League contract. I mean, that's almost three years, which is a long contract mm. by A-League terms. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good positive sign. If he's not poached that. by then. Well, All right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the good thing about Tyler is that it just means that you're going to get a transfer, a decent transfer fee if somebody does come in for him. Which, yeah. You know, and all too often we've seen that with A-League teams is that reluctance to lock yourself into a player comes back to bite you when that player does well. Absolutely. And a team from overseas comes in and the guy's only got a year, year left on his contract. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully there's no silly release fee on the contract as well. Though. Yeah. Okay. Um, Melbourne Heart continued their... Uh, on again, off again season with a, a, a 1-0 victory over Perth Glory. Late goal from uh, former Gold Coast fan, Golgo Mabratu. Popped up with a late your, winner. Your favourite player. My tip for the top three years ago, I think it was. Can you believe it, Jack? Trevor Trahan took great pride in taking the, ripping the absolute piss out of me for. But I still stand by it. I was just... Who's laughing I, now, Kev? Just Who's laughing ahead now? of my time. Yes. Where's Trev now, eh? Exactly. What does he know? Exactly. <laughs> so, what, you know, again, <laughs> we talked about Glory's sort of mini slump. It's now turning into a, a big slump. Um, you know, they've gone from starting the season where they left off last year to now eighth and only a point above bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And I read uh, quite a horrifying stat. Only a Western Sydney Wanderers have scored fewer goals than them. But isn't, isn't this all part of Glory's master plan? That they start well, they drop, and then they come back? I mean, this seems to be the, the, the uh, template. There's been a pattern. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely there's a Fergie pattern. Yeah, yeah. It is. Um, uh, it's disappointing for the, the fans. And, uh, I think, you know, it's a better team. It is a better team than uh, the results are showing for the t- side. But they've hit, it, like, you know, by same as Sydney, they've been hit by injuries, which mm. have masked uh, the real strength of their squad. Mm. I think. And I don't think they've been smashed in the last four weeks. I no, think, no, I think no, they've just been edged in all losses. of these games. So mm. I think there's enough quality there, and uh, it, well, it wasn't much of a game to watch, though. You know, and I think the other thing, the other issue is they've been plagued by this bullying and uh, physical tag. 
and I think that that's playing on them, to be honest. Uh, you know, uh, well, it's not playing on Jacob Burns. I mean, in no. the half-time tunnel. I mean, no, I mean, he's... I mean we'll, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that. I mean, do you think that that's sort of impeding that they're almost going out trying to live that down, and well, that might be changing their natural game? Which I think it's hanging over them, and you know, no matter what they do, they're still going to get that tag. You know, for example, you know, you're quoting Jacob Burns in the the tunnel, but that came after Aloisi chased him down the tunnel, shouting at mm. him. Uh, you know, are are they being antagonised by it? Uh, I don't know. You well, know, Hart is certainly a lot more physical than they used to be under Van Schippen. I think it's a completely different type of yeah, football they yeah, play. It is. It is. Yeah, and as Elowis he said, he doesn't get pushed around, and his teams don't get pushed around anymore. But um, yeah, I don't think Perth are, uh, are far off. I just think that they've just been edged over the last four weeks. And I think if, yeah. they, if they can consistently get the best squad back on the field, uh, playing the same kind of football they were last year, and put all the the bullying stuff to one side, they're a great team, and I still see them as being a top four finisher, uh, mm. without a doubt. I think Fergie needs to come out like John Hutchison and just be really sarcastic about it. Yeah, we are a really bullying team. Have a look at the stats. Mm. You know, I mean, the stats don't really bear it out. Well, Jacob Burns does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, Jacob aside, I mean, Jacob's the captain, though. He's got to get stuck in. He's a midfielder. He's, his job is to break down teams, so it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. But apart from that, yeah, uh, the rest of the side doesn't really bear uh, the, the tags mm. that they've been given. Melbourne Hart, on the, other, on the other hand, they're just not convincing. You know, even though they, they won this game, they're still, you know, it's hard to get excited about a Melbourne Hart game at the moment. Uh, mm. It's It's... It's a bit of a grind. Okay. Yeah, in hot conditions as well. But uh, John did like a big up for a best photo bombing of the Oh, that was the superb, weekend. wasn't it? What a great <laughs> celebration right in the camera's face. Love it. Uh, well, obviously, Adelaide uh, put the pressure on. I asked a question of the Mariners um, by uh, leapfrogging them on a Friday night to go at top of the table briefly. Uh, Mariners then had to go to Newcastle Jets, F3 Derby, um, to go back to the top, which they duly did. Two goals. From on fire, Daniel McBreen. Wow. Dan, what, the Zlat Dan? No, 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 Zlat no it's, it's the other way, actually. No, Zlatan Abramovich is now calling himself Daniel yeah. McBreen. <laughs> <laughs> Two more goals to a very impressive uh, season so far. Just seems no sign of stopping. Mm. Just, and bloody good goals as well. You know, uh, oh, Poor defence, though, for the header. Oh, look. Either way, he managed to find the space, get the head mm. in, and it was a classic textbook header, mm. you know, straight down into the ground. Uh, great angle, great speed, great strength, fantastic, and the deflection shot for the first one as well. It's Beautiful. amazing what confidence will do for a player. I mean, I remember watching Daniel McBrain play for North Queensland Fury in a friendly here in Sydney um, in f- when Fergie was taking the side, and he was their striker. And it was the worst. Dan, uh, it's at down your area. Yeah, he, the Sharks ground. I've five never seen a worse awful. performance. Oh, by, I remember you talking about that afterwards, yeah. I've never seen a player play. So it was like zero out of ten. It was the worst. And then here he is now. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, it's something has just clicked in him. And, you know, 35. That's insane. Yeah. Showing so the kids how Mariners, to do it. 35 at the front. 37, Spencer? 38. 38, no? Yeah. In the back. Sorry, Patrick. Del Piero. Forget A League All Stars. We need the A League over 30s. <laughs> I reckon That'd be a decent side. I can still get a call up, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and, you know, we asked the question of the Mariners, you know, whether they could, you know, whether they'd be the same without sort of, you know, the talisman of this season, Rogic and missing mm. Matt Ryan and. They haven't missed a beat, really. Well, they haven't, but, you know, it has been... A lot of that's been down to McBrain. Yeah. Uh, mm. McBrain gets an injury, which at 35 you've got to be wary of. Uh, I still think they wouldn't necessarily free fall from the position, but I think they would have to work a lot, lot harder because the goals haven't been, you know, tremendously uh, a plentiful from other sources. Uh, Rogic looks is always good for a goal uh, mm. if he's on the field, but otherwise they've got to work hard. Okay. Uh, yeah. on, on a bad pitch as well, I thought. That, I don't know what they're feeding that, that surface, but it's still the worst surface in the league. And the Jets... Team you know, not paying his bills, that's why. Again, the Jets started well. Heskey was on fire. He's now... Your mate. games without a goal. A few games without a goal, man. Month, yeah. Since he met me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are your conclusions? Yeah, they're still, they're still mid-table. I mean, we'll look at the turf, but it's sort of concertina in up a little bit now, apart from the top two, in that there's... You know, there's, a, there's only three points between fourth and tenth. It's insane, actually. You know, the fact that uh, 
hey, Wanderers can win that game at the weekend, go forth. I was just yeah. I was gobsmacked by that. I hadn't realised that was a possibility at all. Well, you think about it, you know, it's 4th versus 10th this weekend, and if Sydney win... They potentially could be fourth. Level with fourth. Yeah. They'll go level with fourth. They'll go level with Western Sydney. I mean, yeah. depending on the other results. It's, they would uh, have it, to win, you know, 7-0 yeah. seven, seven yeah, yeah, to yeah. make up the uh, terrible but, but goal difference. But, yeah. It's rare that you could be in 10th and, uh, oh, win yeah. and go to fourth. Absolutely. You know? yeah. uh, so it really looks like those four spots in the, in, in the, in the finals, it's going to be... You know, it's going to be let's say eight teams vying for those four. I think at this point, you'd have to say Central yeah. Coast and Adelaide. You know, yeah, it's hard to see them it. dropping away, but you never know. But I would say that four, it's still open. Anyone could make it. All right, massive game for uh, Sydney FC uh, away in Wellington, travelling to Wellington without Del Piero, without Emerton, without Antonis, and came away with a win. I... It wasn't it wasn't pretty, but yeah, we all know Ian Holloway's views on that. Three points, let's have mm. a ta- get a taxi, have a coffee. <laughs> I wouldn't have put money on that in the slightest. No way on earth was I expecting that, to be honest. You know, I know Faring has been working them hard uh, to try and get you know back to an even keel, and I know they're out to impress him, but even still, I would never, ever have expected them to come away with uh, a win uh, and two goals at all. Uh, I was astonished by that. Seb Ryle header as well. Yeah. There's, there's a... Yeah, and, and you know, good good lead up play to Jason Kalina. Good to see him start. Uh, also good to see them manage his time. You know, like he, he did, you know, they, they brought him off on the hour. You know, so they're easing him back in. But certainly, I think in that opening period, you know, having someone like him anchoring the midfield, mm. keeping possession, you know, finding those passes, and no better example than for the goal. Yeah, you know, in injury time, positive takes a player on, gets a great crossing. And all of a sudden, you're going in 1 0 up at half time, mm. no time for him to restart and get it back. Just confidence wise, that's, you know, that's a huge thing. And it was just for that split second am I going to be positive here or am I not? Mm. Yeah. You know? And he's got the hunger. You can just yeah, see it in the way he's playing. If he's genuinely coming now and he's back fit, he must just be loving playing football again. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Two yeah. years yeah. sat yeah. watching, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, but what's important is they've got to manage the physical load to make sure that his his hunger to play is and doesn't override his physical yeah. ability for the load. And you know, and I was it was encouraging I, I, I to think, see. I that think even he, though the game was like still really balanced there, and he was having an influence, they did take him off, which yeah. I think was good. Yeah. And I love the fact that he was bollocking somebody for not making a run, and he's really up for it. You know, that's what you want to see. And mm-hmm. when Del Piero comes back, I think he's going to really enjoy having Jason just behind him. Look, I think you know, it's, I've always said that I thought Sydney's squad, their best eleven on paper. <laughs> Is a really, really strong squad, uh, with the exception of you know a few key positions. But the core of that squad is superb, uh, and is a match for you know most teams. But they've just not had the, the run of the play. They've had injuries. They've been badly managed up to now, uh, and uh, they've got a mountain to climb. But the fact that they're still in touch is quite incredible to me. You know, yeah. after such a dismal, dismal start to the season, to be only three points off fourth place is quite incredible. Yeah. And uh, you know, second goal from Ryan Grant. I mean, great. I mean, what he was doing there from right back, I'm not sure, but great finish. And, yeah. You know, he, Terry McFlynn's been on the the receiving end of a fair amount of stick from his own supporters. As a, no look pass. What about that? Yeah. And it was perfectly weighted. Perfect. Absolutely yeah. perfect. You know, it just goes to show. I mean, Terry McFlynn is a terribly negative player, I, I think, normally. Uh, but if he can be positive, if he can look forward and he can push play forward, you get to see the best of him. I mean, that, that's what everybody's looking for from him. And if he was to do that more often, he wouldn't get anything like the stick that he has been getting. Mm. Uh, it's what fans have been wanting. Mm. Instead of the, the pass backwards all the time, move forward, drive play forward. You, you know, the holding midfield roles, it's to push things forward, essentially. Kalina. Yeah. But again, you know, we talk yeah. about that thing, confidence. You know, it's like yeah. when you're winning and it's easy to play that sort of pass when you're winning rather than when you... Mm. Yeah. You know, the game's in the balance, you're low on confidence, no one wants the ball. Mm. Yeah. No one's making that run from right back to get into a goal scoring position, you know. But you and I think Ryan Grant, just a word on Ryan Grant, I think he's been excellent since he's come in. I think he's a really good engine, always positive, you know, always puts it in. Um, and I think him and Seb Ryle have probably been Sydney's standout players. This I have year. to say, um, I was at training again with them last night, yesterday afternoon, and 
Ryan Grant was again playing right up front the whole time, and that's fantastic to see, you know, because he has got really strong uh, fullback defensive qualities as well. But yeah. to be unafraid to push right up there and get involved at the pointy end, that's fantastic. That's what we need to see more of. And both him and Seb Royal have bulked up so much. Uh, Seb Royal was wearing a, like an AFL guarantee. Really solid muscles on him these days. Uh, I remember just a couple of years ago when he first came into the Sydney side, just a pasty-faced wee boy, uh, and he's really grown up a lot in two years. Wee boys, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Wee yeah. men. And uh, a word to uh, goalkeeper Jan Jetovic. Great yeah. save for time to, yeah. to win the points. You know that, yeah. that's the difference. You know. Yeah, and we did save. call it on this podcast two weeks ago that he should be given a chance, and he, yeah. he was, and, and I think he's done great. And he's, he's not a young lad. I mean, he's 25, yeah, 25 so yeah. he's yeah. been around for a while. Yeah. Uh, I just like the way he plays. He's big, strong. He, he's, he's got a presence about him. I think he's. he's yeah, I think he's pretty much nailed down that number one slot uh, for them again. They were playing a trial match amongst themselves last night, uh, yes, afternoon, and uh, he was in the the starting eleven yeah. side. Uh, and I think he, he's he, going to be he for, for foreseeable. Shirt, you yeah, know? He, he's, absolutely. He's come in, he's kept a clean sheet in his first game, and then he's won for, he's won the three points, preserved the three points with a full length injury time save. You yeah. know, but again, you know, and we come back to that confidence, and we talked about it last week with Nathan Coe with the saves that he made from smelts that enabled victory to dominate a game but only win 1-0. Yeah. So much of that confidence starts from the back. You know, yeah. you, you, yeah. the, the, that goalkeeper coaches the back four. Yeah. You know, and they do, you know, they should be doing what he's telling them. And if that's he's telling them to be positive and turn and play forward rather than just roll it back to him, mm. it yeah. all starts from there. And if they're confident in their keeper, yeah. then generally teams play with confidence. Mm. You know? And he had confidence and there was no swirling wind. You know, yeah, the week before, yeah, lovely weather, which is a surprise over there, and um, I can see him holding down that role, and that's a key thing. Him and Kalina. Talking of confidence, again from the training sessions, he's so much more vocal now uh, as time's gone on. Jason. Uh, no, Yankovic. Uh, yeah, veteran, veteran, Yes, V bon. <laughs> the V man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's so much more vocal with his defence yeah. and uh, really taking command back there, which is good to see. Okay, and the uh, the round was wrapped up in Western Sydney, Paramount Stadium, uh, with another late winner. Um, this time from Marquee Man Shinji Ono's first goal from the penalty spot. Step took took responsibility, claimed three points in a tight game against uh, the Raw, mm. and the Raw continue to uh, to disappoint. Yep, still not slotting into place for them, is it? Uh, I give them another two or three weeks, and if things haven't improved, I think Roar really have to look at who their manager is. But what, what would be the solution, though? I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's only a problem if you've got a solution. I don't, I don't know who would take over. I don't think Hopkins is ready, and you know, I think it's a big call. But um, I don't think Brisbane were that bad. I mean, I thought they, they created quite a few good chances, and they really pushed at some points in that game. But they're just not. Uh, There's just something not right there. But it's good to see Shinji score. Um, and we've got a feature on Shinji coming up in the magazine. Next, uh, it comes out next month. Which magazine is that? Four four two. Ah, yeah. In, for, in Australia. In Australia. That's yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, right. Good. I must um, buy that. Yeah. So this, it, we talked oh, about this. Much? You know, this this win I think catapulted Western Sydney up from eighth, I think, at the start to fourth. Um, and again, their success is uh, is built on that solid defence, not conceding. Silly goals, staying in the game as long as possible, always giving you a chance to nick mm. it right at the end, which they did. Um, you know, I mean, look at the stats. They're the lowest scoring team in the league, but also have conceded the fewest goals in the league. They've only scored six in ten games, but they've only conceded eight. <laughs> yeah. And only, only the Mariners have, uh, have, have equaled that. So, And am I right in saying that all of their wins have been 1-0s? You may well be right. Yeah, you might be. So that's yeah. a, that says a lot about this team that, you know, you nick one, you stay tight, and you can get three points. I'd like to know what the clean sheet ratio is like, because I'm pretty sure in that case it must be close to amongst the best in A-League oh, history, yeah. Mm. I would think. Clean sheet's such a rare thing in the A-League. Um, I think hopefully this might be the turning point for Shinji as well. Uh, that confidence, I, I was out at training with them yesterday morning. You've been everywhere. I am everywhere. And where are your photos found? They're on 442 website. Okay. au.442.com. Okay. We've got a website. God, oh, blimey. 
It's technology. Yeah. Websites, magazines, we got the lot. Even got a podcast, apparently. Mm. Don't know who's on that. Um, yes, Shinji is uh, looking so much slimmer. Uh, I mean, he was he was not overweight at all when he arrived, but he's just really trim uh, now and just, you know, uh, cut and looking hungry. Uh, so hopefully, you know, he's got his fitness into shape mm. and uh, with now with the confidence of a goal under his belt, uh, we might see a bit more of that from him. Uh, they'll have uh, Moy back. Got it right this, yeah, this week. There you go. Uh, Moy back uh, next weekend. And uh, it was good that they managed to get the win without him, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he, he was one of the standouts for the Socceroos during the week. So, Two a massive player. Their ball, three kicks. Yeah. So we'll talk about that stuff this. Uh, uh, so, the ladder after 10 games, um, just over a third of the way through the season. The Mariners, top on 23 points. Adelaide, second on 22. Then there's a six-point gap to Melbourne Victory on 16. And then, as we talked about, fourth to tenth is separated by just three points. So that's Western Sydney on 13, Newcastle Jets 13, Phoenix and the Heart on 12, Glory on 11, Brisbane Roar on 10, and Sydney FC on 10. Who would have picked that at the start of the season, that, that table? Brisbane Roar second bottom, you know, Sydney bottom. Grand, grand finalists in one eighth prison. position. Yeah. Good. All right, that's it for part one. We'll be back in part two to discuss Socceroos, uh, Aussies over, overseas, Man United coming to Sydney. So stay with us after the break. The new issue of 442 is on sale now with our annual list of the top 100 players in the world. Get ready to debate this year's placings and see where your favourite players ranked. Arsene Wenger takes us into Arsenal's inner sanctum and reveals his secret plan to restore the Gunners to greatness, plus interviews with Vermeulen, Gibbs and Cartola. Socceroos Garcia and Stajowski outline just what it takes for an Aussie player to survive the Premier League and meet the EPL's best attacking midfielders. Love football? Read 442 on sale now at all good news agents and the app store you know business could be better you know you need more skills but you also know you haven't got time to learn those skills go to workshops or listen to webinars don't stress listen to business success radio for all the latest ideas to make your business a success get your business on track with the right advice from dozens of australia's leading business experts in your office your car or on your phone Go to businesssuccessradio.com.au and click the Listen Live button. Business Success Radio. Your business, your radio. The latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider. Hello, welcome back to this week's 442 Insider podcast. We're going to turn our attention there to Socceroos, who um, who made it through to the East Asian Cup finals uh, that will take place next uh, July in uh, Korea. And they will face off against Korea, Japan, and China. Um, Kev, very vocal last week. Um, they got the wins that they needed with the goal difference that they needed, and we're there. Does this exonerate Holger from criticism? Or? Oh God, no! That's, that was my Johnny Warren moment. That was I told you so. Put the kids on, let them have a run at it, and they, they turn up for the, the game, and they did. Uh, they put in a fantastic effort, did everything that was required of them, did everything that was expected they would do, uh, and the only person who should be eating humble pie is Holger for not playing them in the first place. Uh, the young guys really, stay, the old guys, uh, the older, more experienced former Socceroos struggled in the first two games, uh, brings in the, the young guys after a lot of criticism, and uh, they romp home. I think the, the message is clear. Um, so, but at the end of the day, you know, qualification actually wasn't really the important thing. Uh, it's great that we have qualified, but frankly, if we had failed, but given the the kids a really good run out, I'd have just been I'd been just as happy. Uh, yeah, we I got there in the end. I, I do think qualification was to this was important though, because I just think it's um, it's three games against quality yeah. opposition in a tournament environment. Straight after we hopefully qualified for the next World Cup. Oh yeah, you know. So yeah. it's a you know it's it's, it's, it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying I wasn't. You know. for these for the younger players to go away and be in camp and yeah. play games in quick succession and also against really good opposition. Yeah, yeah. Respect. You would I think they'll learn a lot more. Fair so, conditions. So long as we do the same thing again, though. You know, we give new guys yeah. a chance. I mean, all the young guys have only proved that they're better than. Uh, Guam and Taipei. Yeah. You know, that, that's not. We would hope yeah. that they're better than that. Sydney FC would have been better than that. Uh, and that's saying something. Uh, 
so it, they've not really proved themselves in any significant way, apart from the fact that there was lots of goals scored. Uh, we need we needed them to be playing against better opposition, such as North mm. Korea, uh, to really see how good they are. But yeah, if we can get them playing mm. in the tournament in July, brilliant. Yeah, and and I think a lot of Asian-based players will also be called up because it's at the middle of their season, whereas the it's the it's the it's the off-season, essentially, for us. But I still think that a nice 10-day camp will be just perfect for Rogic and Aziz and you know Moy and all of those players and Matty Ryan as well and just play them. Well, that's the thing. you know, Because mm. it is our off-season, uh, it gives Holger the chance to have a very prolonged camp beforehand if yeah. he wanted to, to get them match fit uh, mm. and uh, get them playing together. I mean, ideally, you know, if they could go into camp for... Two, three weeks beforehand. And Adam Taggart as well. He was a, we haven't mentioned Adam Taggart. Well, I mean, we saw play, you know, yeah, I mean, we saw players like Adam Taggart, Aaron Moy, Bayic, Babalge, mm. all open their account. Although Babalge didn't play enough, as far as no, I'm concerned. I would I think. like to see a lot more of Babalge. I'm not quite sure what the issue is there with him, but at mm. least he, made it, he got on some, got some time. And uh, the old stay, um, when Archie Thompson got in on the act, Mm. I, I don't know whether this has been confirmed, but there was rumour that, that obviously he currently holds the record for most goals in an international game for his is it 13 against 13, American Samoa. Yeah. Mm. And there was rumours that his hat-trick in six minutes was another record at international level. Oh, was that what that was about? I yeah. saw something mentioned about yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know whether it's been confirmed yet. But there's, there, there are, really? Oh, yeah. yeah, three goals in six minutes. I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to, to beat that, to imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Guam and American Samoa, he can put that on his CV. <laughs> you know, hey, you know, I've, I've done it against the big boys. But Archie's, I mean, the form he's in at the moment is, it's... Um, uh, it's almost McBreen-like. It's, it, cap him. Cap him. Cap him. Cap him. Archie and McBreen up front. All-stars. <laughs> Septuagenarian socceroos. Yeah. Um, 70 years of experience between them. Uh, you know, I mean... Uh, what will be interesting as well to see the boys that come back to the A-League. Um, you know, Ante Kovic has spoke this morning about how Aaron Moy has been buzzing since he came back. You yeah. know, like it's given him a real boost and he's looking... I think that's an, another benefit of this. It'll be interesting to see those young lads that have been away, the Bayiches, yeah. the Moronis, the Taggarts, so that he can force himself into contention. Yeah. But Moy and Rogic, when they come back, do they, do, you know, does it add to their game? Do they have that extra confidence? Mm. I think it can only improve them. I mean, they, they have spent, you know, the past couple of weeks being trained by a very, very good coach. I yeah. mean, for all I disagree with his tactics and the squad selection, he runs a really good camp. Uh, so I think he's going to be a lot sharper uh, even than he was before. Uh, he, and it's the confidence thing as well. Yeah. You were talking about confidence before. And he's not the sort that's going to let that go to his head either. Yeah. You know, uh, he's I don't think a any very level-headed uh, kid. We uh, banged in a couple of fantastic free kicks. So be interesting to see if we can replicate that at the SFS on, the, on Saturday night. There'll absolutely. be a few happier mm. Western Sydney Wanderers fans. Um, all right, so we're there. It's going to be. I think it's important. I think it will be a, a, a great opportunity, hopefully, for some of the younger boys once qualification is sorted. And, um, and Jacko as a coach, I just, it was just fascinating to see the Guam coach, the way that he was, the camera seemed to be on him a lot. And he was just every second trying to encourage his players to move forward, play. He got nothing. <laughs> they just ignored him. And I mean, I'm not up, I'm with Guam football, I'm not what you would call a Guam football expert. You know, I just got the feeling that they really, really felt out of their depth. Yeah, well, yeah. they I mean, are, really. But he encouraged them every second of the way. I think he's a, a Perth boy, I think, from memory. That's right, yeah. I've never heard of him, but... Cathy uh, did a, a, an interview with him, mm. uh, a couple of interviews with him, in our webs on our website. At au.442.com, yeah. yeah. But look, we're through, and that's great. I think um, just as long as, as you say, Kev, we play the young boys in this tournament, it'll be interesting to see how many of these players play in the actual qualifiers as well, whether they're yeah. in the squad. I'd still pick Rogic and, and have him on the bench and bring him on against Japan. I think he's good enough. Oh, yeah. And I, I have Moy Perhaps in Moy the as squad well. as well. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, especially, when, you know, Valeri's not getting a game. Uh, seems like a, a no-brainer. Mm. One in, one out. Okay. Um, obviously, the biggest story of the week um, was Aston Villa. Oh, shit. Marching. <laughs> Sorry. The tax office has moved to wind up the Newcastle Jets and Newcastle Knights. 
over unpaid debts of 2.7 million. Oh dear. Well, that's not good news. So, so we'll need to we'll need to be getting on to that as quickly as Adam possible Taggart, after this podcast. Adam Taggart, have a word to your agent immediately. Yeah. Oops. That's not good news. We were going to discuss that asleep, but uh, we'll um, that sort of uh, supersedes that. We were going to talk about the FFA. They said they've got no fears over Jets boss Tinkler. <laughs> that would seem a little premature now. Um, where was I? Oh yes, Aston Villa. Mark. Easy, Simon. <laughs> Marching into the League Cup semi-finals uh, with a with a resounding 4-1 away win um, against Norwich. Informed Norwich, unbeaten in 10 until last night. Brett Holman, or Brett Goldman as the Villa fans are now referring <laughs> to him. They're on the bandwagon. Uh, fire them back in level uh, a couple of minutes after they went behind. And then um, Andreas Weiman got a couple and Christian Benteke finished it off. Um, but also what's been noticeable the last few games is that Chris Hurd's been back into the side. Um, Paul Lambert's changed his formation to accommodate Hurd. He's actually moved to a 3-5-2 formation um, with uh, Hurd one of the three. So he's, he's had sort of three sort of centre-backs and it's allowed him to push the full-backs further on. Uh, and it seems to be working. You know, Villa have... Uh, I think they've lost two out of the last ten, and that's to Man United and Man City. Drawing a few more games than they should. But, um, and what will be interesting, with well, they've got a, a massive trip to uh, Anfield on Saturday. Um, and they're in good form, as are Liverpool. You know, Liverpool are doing OK. But got Chelsea Chris as well coming up Chris scored at Anfield. Well. Yeah, um, last, I think it was last season. Um, so it'd be great to see the, the boys go there and perform. But also now, their two games, the semi-final of the League Cup is two legs. Uh, into the semi-finals with them are Bradford and Swansea this morning and the winners of Chelsea Leeds next week so if Villa could draw Bradford you'd have to say odds on we'll see two Aussies uh, walking out of Wembley at the end of February Kurt is good you mean you are you mean Kurt is good easy tiger (laughs) so obviously I should be planning a little trip back maybe around the end of February just in case (laughs) Um, all right, Man United. Look, speaking of Hurd, though, I've actually got him in my soccer squad. Well, also, you spoke to Brett yeah. this week, didn't you? Yeah, I had a good yeah. chat with Brett in his car driving to training the day before the Norwich game. What kind of car has he got? He's got a lovely car. Has he? Yeah. Uh, right. Is that uh, a Ford lovely? It's a lovely car, uh, right. yeah. Um, I think actually nearly uh, I beeped somebody during the, during the interview. I think you can hear it on the tape, which is <laughs> quite funny. Um, yeah, I had a good chat when he's really um, feeling settled and... Uh, He's been there now for a few months and just, uh, yeah, feeling good. Excellent. Yeah, coming up soon. But, uh, no, I've got Hurd in my soccer squad for the, the remainder of the qualifiers. I think if you're playing in the Premier League and he's got a great age and you're playing, you can play him in a number of different positions, he's got to be, for me, he's got to be in the squad. Yeah, if he actually turns up for training. Well, I mean... It does seem to be something of yeah. an issue. I mean, he seems but to get also, injured. At, at, he's in he's the, been injured... Up until recently, only recently he's come back from injury to Villa. But yeah, didn't he's he come gone out, straight back into the side? Hasn't so. he come out on au.442.com and say that he wants to play for Australia anyway? He, he does say that, but so far he's actually failed to turn up for training. So mm. until he turns up for training, I think he's still got to put a slight question mark next to his name. one, yeah. But his, his other choice is Scotland. Exactly. I mean, when are they going to a World Who Cup? Who wouldn't yeah. want to play for Scotland? When are they going to a World Cup? <laughs> he manages them now anyway. He's, he's taken over. I don't think we've got any at the moment, actually. No, still looking at Gordon Strachan was the last one, the contender, uh, who I would like. I'd be quite happy with Gordon Strachan. We got to be in. Yep. Always had a big soft spot for Gordon. All right. Uh, Man United announced their uh, game. I'm not sure you can call it a tour if it's only one game, but it's, it's, it's a camp. been labelled a tour. A camp with a game. 2013 tour. They will be playing an A-League All-Stars at ANZ Stadium um, on July the 20th, Saturday, mm. July the 20th next year. Um, ticket sales, early ticket sales went on sale to the football family and then a, an early public release yesterday. And they have all sold out. Within <coughs> forty-five minutes to an hour. Yeah. Um, still, see, still another stage ticket sales yeah. to come. Although there's so. question marks as to how many that is. Mm. But I think they, 15, those, 15, those are the shifted yeah. tickets. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah. forty thousand to the football family. To have shifted fifty-five thousand seats in a couple of hours, to, and, and they're not cheap. A lot of people were disappointed with the ticket prices. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I tweeted about this. Like, I don't know what people expect. You know, thirty-buck tickets. But what, it's, what not, else? it's not going to happen. No. You know, it's like Man United will probably bring a tour party down of around 50 people. 
you know, so that's 50 business class flights, you know, 50 people in hotel rooms, train, you know, it's like, do the maths on it, it soon adds up. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, and yes, the government have, have underwritten this, you know, and, and funded a fair chunk of this. But I mean, I put on Twitter, I, I went to see Stephen Merchant, right, on Sunday. Mm. Went to see him at the Opera House. So, you know, UK star comes down on the. I paid $80 to sit towards the back at the upper levels of the Opera House. Um, and he gave a local guy an opportunity, like he had 20 minutes, like as a warm up act. And, chance for that guy to be in front of a bigger audience than he would have ever probably played to before am i going to go to a local did we have a great time yeah loved it am i going to go to a local comedy club this saturday no i'm yeah, not exactly but it is what it is i paid yeah. to go and see a guy that was coming on tour that made me laugh and i wanted it's you know that's all this is it's yeah. a it's the equivalent of a sports concert yeah you know? it's like somebody else said you know all the people that went to see coldplay how many of them have gone out and seen local bands the next day yeah. but it doesn't need to leave a legacy for yeah. certain football you know yeah. and it's if, entertainment. if it converts one one extra person to the a-league great you know yeah. and, and again you know I, I, and for that for that nature i don't have a problem with the a-league all-stars concept in fact i quite like it because again it's something that it's something that will give us cut through and it has to, it widens the appeal to <coughs> All A-League fans, rather than just Sydney FC or Western Sydney or Melbourne, if it was in, you know, and I, and I just think it's something that's marketable, it's something that's a bit of showbiz. Don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. And the good thing is that the word A-League will be mentioned for a whole seven days because they're playing an A-League All-Stars team. Yeah. They're in camp in Sydney, so there's going to be daily photos media ops the lot for a seven days with the word A-League All-Stars in there so yeah, it's a good opportunity to build enough, some promotion around the league two I months out of the, the start it, would, you know, it wouldn't happen in developed football countries you never see this in the UK we're not a developed football country no, no, no. football's nowhere near the number one code in it you know, you're far better off looking at you know, the, the US for our lead you know, yeah. you do do things like yeah. this and even the established sports in the US, the NBA has an all-star weekend, mm. you know, it's like, mm. because it's showbiz, it's something yeah. to get excited about, there's debate about who's going to make the team, you know, and if they engage the fans in that, I think that's healthy, I think it's, you Talking know. off which though, um, you know, I think it's funny that, you know, players like Rooney are uh, contractually obliged to appear, Yeah. Uh, and we did the same with Argentina when they played the Socceroos a couple of years back, that Messi was contractually obliged to, to appear. Meanwhile, the Socceroos fielded a second-string team, uh, which was really disappointing. Uh, and I think we're going to have to do the same. I'm not sure where the, the All-Stars tag is actually going to come from, to be honest. It's mid, it's middle of our off-season. Uh, I'm almost certain that the top-name stars like Del Piero and so forth will be back home in their home countries. Uh, and our other A-League All-Stars are going to be at the East Asian Cup. Yeah, but wait. So, uh, but like, July, you, we are in pre-season. Who, who, who are the stars? But you give, you know, you say to Del Piero, do you want to come back early, a bit early and play against Man United in front of 85,000 in Sydney? Of course he'll be here. And you asked Liam Miller as well. Of course he'll be there. Liam, he wants to play against his former club. Yeah, I, th right. I think there'll be, I think there'll be a 10-day camp under, uh, a, new, also, under like, a coach, whoever that is. On the on the ticket prices, I, I also, I'm, I'm waiting for British Lions tickets to go on sale because I want to go and watch the British Lions. They're only here once every 12 years. Mm. Cheapest British Lions seat for the same seat in uh, ANZ is $95. The cheapest seat mm. goes up to 295 Yeah. But in the, you know, so it's it's on par with a, yeah. with oh, a big event. Yeah. 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 I am concerned about the surface. I mean, there's a lot of activity on the surface with rugby league and union yeah. games. And, um, you know, and the timing of it, I think, is genius. You know, because slap bang in between the... The ARU with their crowning glory and the British Lions down here and State of Origin mm. is going to be the biggest, one of the biggest yeah. sports brands in the world coming and filling ANZ, yeah. Yeah. you know, with a football match. You know? so oh, I, I think it's think a great it's, thing and the ticket prices is, you know, you, you get what you pay for, to be honest. That's, that's well, yeah, thing, ultimately yeah. the public have voted. I yeah. rang up today to see what corporate hospitality boxes were like and they said they've nearly all gone. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So they've nearly yeah. all gone. All the all the top price corporate hospitality. Wow. Yeah, that's seven eight hundred dollars a head. Jeez, that major, said all the boxes are pretty much mm. gone. So can people you know? also stop texting me about getting me tickets? Because <laughs> yeah. I am. You know, I've it, had a couple of them. it's funny how people <laughs> come oh, out of yeah, the woodwork. No, I've got I've got reams of them in my yeah. back. Pocket. I have not joked. My landlord, landlady, 
was asking me, how do I get good tickets for yeah, this? My yeah. next door neighbours do the same. Oh, yeah. God, I'm the football go-to man. But it's also, I just wanted to say that this is not the first time we've had an All-Stars game in this country. Because uh, we opened uh, the Sydney Olympic, the ANZ Stadium in 1998, 99 with a World All-Stars against the Socceroos. Um, and what you were talking about about players not turning up was the other way round because the World All-Stars slowly started not turning up and then we ended up with a kind of like a, an All-Star team that wasn't really... I think Rigby's song was the captain that night. It says you a lot about that team. There but you go. I think they were, they were here for a party, I, I can tell you that. Who's, who's, who's going to coach the All-Stars team? Yeah. Dwight. Um, and it have to be a current, wouldn't it's it be a be current Ange. A-League coach? I would, oh, you would think Ange. Give it to Ange. Uh, it's got to be Ange. Arnie, just for the laugh. Ah, oh, please. Just actually, you know, just I might see the PR stunt backfire completely. <laughs> no, I think Ange. It's got to be Ange. Yeah, I'd say so. Or, or, they could do, just or give... do they allow the winning coach of the A-League this year to coach yeah. the All Stars? Well, yeah, or do you point. have it as a vote, yeah. like the players? Yeah, I'd like to see Ange though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I quite like the idea of the Ange versus Sir Alex. Yeah, whoever lifts the old golden toilet seat yeah. coaches the A League All Stars against Sir Alex. Yeah, but and what would be interesting? I mean, how, okay, let's let's do it. How would you do it? Because you know they've said that the the fans are going to be involved in choosing the team. Now, obviously, you can't just make that an open vote because that <laughs> becomes a popularity contest. You could end up with a few people sort of... Dexter results. You know, a few social media sort of, you know, let's rig this. Ten Terry McFlynn's. So would you potentially say to the coach, right, you're the coach, you need to pick three players for every position and then, the, you know, three players that you would be happy with and then the public are going to vote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's, you, that's short Fair list. way to go. Yeah, maybe yeah. even just two players per position. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and give the, the punters a chance that way. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, I, I quite like the public choosing. I think that's a good way to uh, integrate fans into it. Well, it's also the old, you know, the old idol model, isn't it? If you involve the people in the decision-making process, yes. they're much more likely to be engaged with the end result. Yeah, you know? and it's also probably going to be a good way to raise funds for the FFA if they do a phone uh, vote. Well, on Optus. Yeah, yeah. 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 and they'll yeah. probably release a kit. Yeah. yeah. What colour oh, would the kit be? Yeah. Kit. They, should, yeah. they should allow that to be designed by the fans as well. Oh, yeah. well the fans have already designed the, central, uh, the uh, Melbourne Heart third kit, so yeah. the, that process is in, in place. And Sydney have done that. Yeah, a third a, kit. Yeah, and Wellington. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. All right. Talking just one final yeah. thing Dwight York uh, in town. There was a bit of uh, rumour mongering going around on Twitter that he was here for an ulterior motive. Just throwing it out there. Taking over from Sydney after Farina's uh, finished the end of the season. Big call. Big call. Has he got any coaching? Team? Yeah, yeah, he's certainly been doing his, his badges. Yeah. 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 Mm. Coming out, just having a little chat with uh, uh, Scott Marlow and Co. Maybe. Just Maybe. putting it out. Maybe. Just putting Maybe it out he's just the Man United ambassador. He could yeah. just be the Man United ambassador. <laughs> it's a perfect cover, though, isn't it? Yeah. Is that over the Man United, too? About exactly. Just come and join Hey, as long as Farun is winning games, I don't think he's going to have any problem getting a, a contract. Confidence isn't, wasn't high when he first joined uh, amongst no. his, in his own camp no. that uh, it was going to be a prolonged contract. But, uh, yeah, if he can get through the season unbeaten. And I'm hearing but some... Unbeaten? Unbeaten. <laughs> yeah. Hell, Kev! <laughs> That would I'm be, just raising that would the be bar, one yeah. of the most just ridiculous turnarounds in football history. Gary That's Van Egmond. That's almost Fergie-like from last Gary season. Van Egmond. Yeah. All right, so that's it for part two. We will be back after this break to preview round 11 of the A-League, which kicks off tomorrow. The new issue of 442 is on sale now with our annual list of the top 100 players in the world. Get ready to debate this year's placings and see where your favourite players ranked. Arsene Wenger takes us into Arsenal's inner sanctum and reveals his secret plan to restore the Gunners to greatness, plus interviews with Vermeulen, Gibbs and Cartola. Socceroos Garcia and Stajovski outline just what it takes for an Aussie player to survive the Premier League and meet the EPL's best attacking midfielders. Love football? Read 442 on sale now at all good news agents and the app store you can now shop online at behindthewheel.com.au just go to behindthewheel.com.au and click on our shop where you can find a wide range of auto accessories from tools to audio gadgets you didn't even realize you needed you'll find them all at the behind the wheel shop 
For unbiased car reviews, the latest car news, and now online shopping, go to behindthewheel.com.au. Check out our shop now at behindthewheel.com.au. Back to 442 Insider. Hello and welcome back to the final part of this week's 442 Insider podcast. We are now previewing round 11, which kicks off uh, Friday night out west. Perth Glory. Well, actually, it kicks off Central Coast Mariners first. Is that right? And so I'm just trying to get the time zones. Perth's first on the list, but I think yeah, that's because no, of, the, of the local time that's zone. That's local time. So the Mariners kick off uh, entertaining Melbourne Heart. Um, lads, how do we see this one going? Difficult to see beyond a, a home win yeah. on the form? Well, I reckon. Uh, I think it could be Mariners romping home. I think I've seen that, that at least once a week and always confounded. Uh, no, I'd be very surprised if Mariners didn't uh, have a convincing win here. I know Mariners certainly have the wood over Melbourne Hearts. Uh, seven games they've played uh, since Hart were founded. Mariners have won five, Hart won one, and they've had one draw. Yeah, yeah. And John Allen, was he as well coming home? Just Mr. Statsman over there. Yeah. Just Where'd you get those shots from? Up here, mate. <laughs> Up here, mate. Down there for dancing. Just ignoring that iPad in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the question? Uh, Mariners have won five out of yeah. seven times they've played. One draw. Heart have only won one. Difficult to see them turning that around. Still. Yeah, I think I, I agree with Kev. You know, Hart just don't really at the moment. They don't really impress. It's hard to see McBreen not scoring again. But I think it'll be a real physical game. Um, Hart don't take a back step anymore. Um, so yeah, this could be a, this could be pretty tasty game but yeah I mean Central Coast are just on that roll and until this you know if they continue on that roll by the end of the season you know you could sort of it naturally it's going to happen where they could drop off but right now they're the form team of the comp with Adelaide and um, yeah we talked about Arnie's man management as fans fight you know didn't put him straight back in after he came back from a red card it'd be interesting to see how he handles Rogic return you'd imagine Matt Ryan will go straight back in but um you know, obviously Rogic didn't do anything wrong to miss the games, mm. you know. But again, you know, there's that matter. Do you change a win inside? You know, do you penalise the team that went up the road and won two nil? You know, mm. or do you say to Tom, look, I'm going to start you on the bench. Boys did well without you. You know, we need to. You know, they've got the shirt. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, I think it would possibly make sense to take him off the bench anyway. Just give him a, a break him back into the side gently. Uh, he had did have what two games in two days. Yeah. Yeah. I think on the on the other side of it, I think Bahic had four games, didn't he? So yeah. he's likely to be rested you or start from the bench. I think they were saying in that press conference today. Um, but it's hard to go past the Mariners right now. I just oh yeah, bankers. Yeah, the Coonan Derby is that's been tagged by Ben Coonan himself. <laughs> ben Coonan, former PR for a uh, media officer for yeah. Mariners and football operations manager that's for right. the Heart. Okay, uh, second game is out west. Perth Glory host Newcastle Jets. Now this is maybe you know, two teams yeah. may not go ahead at this rate. No, it wouldn't happen that quick, surely. No, I, don't, I honestly don't know. Uh, there'd be an investigation, wouldn't there? Like, I would presume that they would still would keep be, going. There'd be a deadline for them to pay, or you know, for I think the deadline's been and gone. I think that's a problem. Yeah. All right, well, uh, we'll talk about it as if, if it's going go ahead. ahead. Um, <laughs> You know, this is two sides that have been, you know, you look at their previous five games, you know, there's been three losses, two draws from Perth, you know, they haven't won for, for five games now. Um, three losses, a draw and a win for the Jets. You know, this is two sides that are huffing and puffing a bit at the moment. Um, but Glory traditionally are, are strong at home. And so do we see the, them having enough here, Aido? Yeah, it's, it's really hard. Yeah, it's, it's two sides down, a little bit on confidence, and, and Heskey up front hasn't scored in a while. Um, yeah, this is a really hard one to pick. Uh, I can, it could go either way. Yeah, I'm tending towards a, a bit of a grind-out grind out draw here, to be honest. Um, you would think that Glory should win this. Uh, on paper, they should romp home quite easily, but just given the way they've been playing recently and the, the confidence levels, as you say, must be pretty low. Uh, they may just uh, struggle quite a bit here, uh, but Jets equally. Uh, Adam Taggart coming back mm. on fire with the Socceroos. Maybe from the last two games, maybe he'll be given a chance. 
uh, he was struggling to get yeah, into the team. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, if you've got Egmont, you see him coming back full of beans and go, here you go, son, go and, go and carry it on, mm. have yep. a run. But it'll be interesting to see how Dutchie handles this whole situation of the players and the, and the club at the moment with this, this story that's just breaking. Yeah. And how do you, as a coach, how do you create that bubble where the players aren't concerned about that, they're just concerned about I mean, it? I don't think it's that hard. I mean, there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. You know, does it bring the team together even yeah, more? Yeah, you know, there's, there's apps. You know, there's nothing that the players can do about it. So you just focus well, on playing football. Yeah, you know? I think to be honest though, I mean, if if I were them, the only way that they're going to help themselves is to go out there and win. Yeah. Uh, because they're going to have to. They could be looking for a new buyer very so shortly, and nobody wants a team of losers. Uh, Although the win bonus might be a little bit short in coming. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the head to head is play twenty six Perth fourteen. Newcastle six and six draws. Yeah. Just again going back to the tax thing. Just reading here, the application has been set down for a hearing on February the twentieth. So presumably it's business as normal until then. Yeah. You would think, unless Tinkler runs up the white flag in between time. Okay, maybe Emil. Mm. Owner. Can kind. There you go. I wonder how much money he's actually got. Probably enough. All right, Melbourne victory, Brisbane raw. Oh yeah. <sighs> And she's going to love this. Amy Park, big crowd, great surface, raw come to town, chance to just twist the knife a little bit more. And I How noticed, do we see it going? I noticed that the Brisbane Raw players are really playing down this sort of tr- the, this so-called trash talk of the, the first game uh, where there was a lot of talk about Rada being the brains of the operation and, and uh, Ange being the master motivator. Things have changed a little since then. Yes, yes. It's, you know, it's difficult to believe that you know just a couple of months ago, Brisbane beaten five, you know, five nil. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, you, no one would predict that now. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Thompson and Milligan back. Um, I'm predicting victory to Hamilton. I think they could. Uh, I think that they yeah, could find a bit of revenge in this game. There's a lot of payback to be paid. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, and yeah, I would be surprised if it's not at least five nil. Uh, just they will aim for at least that score, you would think, just to uh, equal the the tally board a little bit compared to early in the season. Uh, and you know, I think the difference in the progression between the two sides in the same time is really telling. You know, victory were a bit of a shambles at the beginning of the season. Uh, Postecoglou's whipped them into shape, got them playing the football he wants, uh, and Roar have stood still or gone backwards, uh, depending how you look at it. Uh, I think yeah, Radu's really struggling up there, uh, and I don't know what the answer is for him. He's he's got a good side there. There's no reason for the results he's been getting. Well, I mean, even with uh, Angie's very successful two years up at Brisbane, um, head to head over the years, played 22, Melbourne victory 10, um, Brisbane raw 8, and four draws. Mm. I think it'll be interesting also to see how Flores, um, uh, you know comes back because I think he got a lot of criticism after the Adelaide game and he was quite poor and he got subbed off as well. So this is a good opportunity for him to really hit back and, and show them that he is the player what he is. So, um, yeah, I'm tipping victory to, to really do well here. Any opportunity to watch Rojas at the moment, though, yeah. is just snapped up by me. It's just, he's on fire. What I mean, we saw him when he was at Phoenix, he was a potentially a great player. Uh, and then had a sluggish start to his career at Victory. Well, I used to, when I was I was based in Melbourne last season. I would watch them train, and he just looked disinterested, and he just looked. I know Muskie was saying that he wanted to get a little bit more out of him. He just wasn't. He wasn't the player under under Magilton and Jurakovic. They just didn't kind of fancy him for some reason. Yeah. And just breathed life into him. Just brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. And Naboo as well. What a, I mean, yeah. Is it Naboo or Naboot? Naboo. Oh, Naboo. Yeah, as in Marty Bush. The very same. Yeah. Yeah. What? The Marty Bush. <laughs> Naboo. Naboo. Yeah. I'll turn you my back on you. Right. Onwards. So that's <laughs> a home win all round, we think. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. The second Sydney derby. Good timing for both teams. Both teams coming off the back of a win. Decent crowd forecast. 25,000 plus to have before. Possibly breaking 30,000. Um it's a big call, I think. Yeah, especially with no Del Piero by the looks of things. Really? Yeah. Not looking good. Not looking good. Wasn't a training yesterday afternoon at all. Personal trainer wasn't even there. No, no sign of him whatsoever. 
Uh, hamstring still playing him up. Uh, I think he's possibly going to be taking a break. Uh, there was also talk yesterday they might be going back to Italy for Christmas. Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to work or if there's any truth to it. Uh, but yes, uh, without Del Piero there, I'm not quite sure there'll be the record crowd. Um, in terms of results without Del Piero, uh, they proved last weekend they can do it without him uh, for the first time. Uh, and I can see them doing it again, to be honest. Uh, they, there's a different mood about them at training uh, last night. Uh, hungrier, keener, still lacking a bit of firepower up front. Up front. Yeah. Uh, and I have to say, Emerton's still not quite on top of his game. Uh, we saw that with the Socceroos. We've seen it with Sydney earlier in the season. Um, I don't know what it is. What's wrong with him there? Yeah, I mean, I, obviously they're going to be missing Terry McFlynn for his red card against uh, Phoenix. Um, and if Del Piero is not fit, I mean, you probably see Kalina definitely starting. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you look at maybe moving Emerton inside alongside Kalina? Yeah, I think because he's certainly still got that engine he can get around, you know, and moving him inside might be that you know he's mobile, he's you know he's going to and and he's a good footballer. Yeah, he is. He is a great footballer. Yeah, that's what I'd be tempted. He's just got some bad form at the moment. I'd be tempted to look at what McFlynn did against Wellington and say, can Brett Emerton come inside and do that job? Probably, yeah. yeah. And I think he's come back as captain of the Socceroos. I think that's lifted him. He scored a decent goal against Hong Kong in the mud. Mm. Um, and I'm just really looking forward to seeing Kalina and Moy on the same pitch because I, yeah. I see Moy very similar, that kind of player, just yeah. really terrific. Can't wait for this one. Yeah, no, it should be good. Should yeah. be good. And there's a W, w League game before as well. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Let's get, get down there early. So, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, double good. head up. Good. Uh, and the round is... Uh, is seen out by Adelaide United hosting Wellington Phoenix at Highmarsh. And uh, you'd probably say, again on form, home win. Yeah. Phoenix struggle down there in Adelaide. Yeah. Always have. Yeah. It's a long trip for them, actually. Yeah. And also afternoon heat too, especially. Uh, 4.30. 4.30. God. That could be a scorcher for mm. the Kiwis. Um, yeah. No, I think it could be a cruisy win for Adelaide in this one. Uh, Geronimo on his new contracts and uh, a wealth of attacking options open to Cosmina if he chooses to use them. He's just choosing not to mainly and still getting the, the wins, mm. which is incredible man management. Yeah. It's, it's not the way I would have run the side, but it's working for Cosy. Mm. Uh, it's working for the Reds. And I, th- I think that Cosy's uh, challenge this week will be to keep the players up for this game because I think secretly, deep down, they probably think that they've got three points in the bag. So, so it'll yeah. be a, a challenge for Cosy to, to keep them focused on the job because you know everyone's picking them to win this one. And you know you, you look at you look at the fix and you think, well, yeah, it's, it's never been a, a happy hunting ground for the Kiwis, but you never know. So Cosy's okay. got to stay on top of that. Previous meetings, uh, Adelaide have won eight, Phoenix have won four, and there's been five draws. And I think there was a little last time they played there. There was a little bit of uh, a bit of a hoo-ha over a bit of diving. I think last time. It was a fracas. Frac- a bit of a brouhaha. A contretemps. Contretemps. Pas le vieux français. Yeah, there was a bit of a. Um, so, no melee forecast yet. Well, I think if you read between the lines, it's the Central Coast and Melbourne Heart is the melee. The Coonan Derby is the melee. You reckon? Yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. I think uh, there's three e- red cards. There's enough melee potential. Oh, I, I reckon there could be a red card in Glory Jets. I reckon that that could be that could be a bit spicy. <laughs> That's such a safe bet with Gloria, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, all right. I mean, the, the thing that's jumping out at me based on that is that a decent, you know, value multi this week might be five home wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never ever do a multi on the A League. Right. End I'm, in I'm tears. Gonna I'm going to do it. Always end next in week. tears. All right. That's it. For this week's 442 podcast, get out and support your league. Some cracking games coming up this weekend. Uh, so get out and support your local side. And we will be back next week for our last podcast before we take a break for Christmas. Uh, Ado, new issue went on sale yesterday. That's right, yeah. Talk us through it. What's in it? Yeah, it, just in time for Christmas. The ideal Christmas present, uh, 100 best players in the world feature. And... Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my uh, train of thought. And inside ours, we go inside Arsenal. Ars- Arsenal. 
there's something happening in this studio that should, just shouldn't be happening. Um, yeah, so we go inside Arsenal, a fantastic feature on, on you know, our journalists and reporters and uh, photographers were there for a month inside the walls of Arsenal. 100 best players in the world. Very fitting as well, considering Arsenal's result yesterday. Absolutely. Wenger reveals his secret plan. I think it better <laughs> not be secret for long. <laughs> Um, plus A-League players, uh, Garcia and Stajowski, uh, and a, a first-ever female player in, in Perfect Eleven, which is Sarah Walsh, picks her team. Uh, so loads to um, enjoy over Christmas, so get out and get a copy. Yeah, and available on the iPad in the App Store. It's live now, so get in there, buy it, keep us in the job. And on Android. Android. And on Android on Zinio, so you can yeah. buy it across multiple platforms on, on Zinio. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world. There you go. Buy it. All right. Buy it. We couldn't make it any easier for you. Buy the mag. Keep us in the job. We'll see you next week. 442 Insider is a Helms Media Solutions production. Visit helms.com.au to find out more about our services.